Welcome to Gamers Enclave, the podcast for the gamer in you. And today your hosts are Light and Jinjimo. How's it going, sir? How's your week been? Oh, it's going. Busy as always. Uh, yeah, just trying to get a little gaming in, though, here and there. So, oh, how are you? Nice, nice. Uh, same, same. What games have you been playing? Anything newish oh, so, or? Uh, I think I mentioned it before. Uh, still playing SnowRunner, so that trucking game. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, pretty much uh, same old. Taking a break from Final Fantasy uh, 14, of course. Oh yes, I still need to go back on that one. I still haven't had an opportunity to jump on it either. Um. Mm. Yeah, says my trip. Haven't had time to play that many. I've been actually playing uh, Visage, like I, I had talked in the previous podcast, and mm-hmm. it it's really fun. Um, well, okay, but really fun to me. It's really fun to to get scared or like to feel that uh, that thrill of a ghost chasing you and you're hiding from it, and it's satisfying solving the puzzle. Because if you, I'll tell you this, I didn't expect this game to be as complicated as it is. Like I, I didn't. I'm not using any guides, by the way. I, I not using guides. Not going online for walkthroughs. If I get stuck, if I get stuck, I solve it. Like I'm like I'm not gonna go online and figure it. Like I'm gonna try and solve this with my brain power, right? <clears throat> and um, so the game is kind of split into parts. From what I noticed. So there's like... I think there might be a three three or four parts. I finished one full part. Which is about uh, a girl named Dolores. And essentially... At the beginning of the game... You, you get to choose... Which item to go for. Right? And depending on the item... Is the story you get. So... So this game seems like it has multiple... Multiple stories... To some mm-hmm. degree, like one over overreach, over, overarching storyline, and then um, little little stories in, in in there. And with the one that I finished, I thought that was super scary and very well done. Um, so so the ghost, that ghost, basically, let's just say without spoiling, like once you finish whatever that ghost is, um, you jump to the next chapter. Because you, you get to choose which chapter to go to, by the way. So depending on the item you pick, the haunted item you, you choose to touch. Kind of like if you guys seen Kevin in the Woods. Uh, the the item that you choose at your hands is what you're going to have to deal with. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of like, so I chose, um, I, I forgot for the Lord. Honestly, I don't remember what item I chose for her. But the second item is like... Um, like a stilt, I guess, or um, I don't know what, what a clutch, a clutch, or um, a crutch, just a single oh, okay. crutch. Um, mm-hmm. That like so once you once you grab this item, like certain doors, the world basically once you choose the item that you want, the world changes completely. So when you enter the Dolores world, the house that you're in. Changes according to her story. When you when I grab the uh, the crutch for the guy, um, the same thing happened. Like he adjusts towards the story, which I thought it was actually very uh, 
very cool. Because mm. if it feels like I'm playing a different game, but I'm playing the same game. Obviously, it's just a different story. So I like it. So it feels a bit um, like, oh, okay. Now let's see this story. This is completely different than the other one because they, I have I don't see the connection yet between the stories. By the way, um, I'm not that like I'm not that far. The game is kind of seems kind of long, but who knows? <laughs> but anyways. The jump scares in the game, I like the tension, I like everything, so, I don't know. Been trying to beat it, beating that game. It's taking, uh, what I, what little time I have at night to, to play it. <laughs> before, mm-hmm. before, and, and since it's Halloween, well, what best time to play scary games than Halloween, right? Or, like, or October. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. uh, I, if you want to get scared... Uh, the gameplay, you might have little issues with it because it's a bit clunky. I feel mm-hmm. like I would need to tell you a little how I play so you can f- figure out how to play correctly. By that, I mean like the most, op- at least this is the most optimal control, use of the controller that I found. Because it's not very intuitive, which is kind of like annoying. Uh, because if you have two items on one, one item on each hand, sometimes it doesn't let you just automatically put an item into your storage. Uh, mm. You have to go into the menu. You have to click on an empty space on your uh, on your little storage area, and then he, your character. I think I lost you. Oh my god, I don't know why my sound uh, decided to go off. Oh no. <laughs> Where, what was the last thing that... I, I don't know what's going on with this headset, man. Technical difficulties. Um, so you were saying that the, 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 the controls are kind of clunky, and sometimes you'll, like, I guess, uh, go to pick up an item or something, and it won't let you, or, or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was basically just, fi- like, just finishing saying that the controllers are like a 6 out of, um, six out of 10. Uh, mm-hmm. 5.5 sometimes <laughs> like they're very very clunky not um, I feel like if they had a little bit more uh, control it would have mm-hmm. been so much better uh, because you know that's what sometimes breaks the game the gameplay if the gameplay is not to par lots of people don't want to play it but yeah but I tell you this you can get comfortable with it to the degree that you get what you need to get done, done. Like uh, so, luckily the game doesn't have a. You don't have to aim and shoot at stuff, uh, or or, mm-hmm. or else it would be hell. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I totally get that. Like with some games, because and actually for me, a lot of games are like that because it does take kind of a, a little bit to get used to the controls and the sensitivities and everything. And and for me, I, there's always like the initial wear-in period you know like um getting used to how 
how sensitive things are and, and also adjusting sensitivities to make it, you know, easier to play and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, in some games, like, I feel like in the beginning, I would just be like, yeah, these, these controls are terrible. But then, like, give a couple hours and it's like, you get so used to it. So when you end up going to, like, another game, you're like, really appreciate, like, you, like how good some other games are with their controls. Or even, um, usually we, we talk about how um, Dark Souls and stuff, like, and Demon Souls, everything, like, those controls are so, like, tight and everything, and they're responsive. But I usually, um, it takes me a little break in, breaking in time to, like, get used to them, just because they are so sensitive sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, you have to get your timing right. You have to, you know, use, get used to your character's movement and everything. And um, so... But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also with those games, sometimes like uh, you could press the wrong button and use an item. You're like, no, I didn't mean yeah, to use the yeah. item. Because uh, cause for some reason, your brain decided to go there and press down on the arrow instead of right on the arrow for whatever reason. Instead of switching items, you use the item. You're like, oh my god, not again. Um, yeah, I feel like I always do that um, whenever I take a break. And the first thing I do is always hit the wrong button and use like one of my Esta uh, flasks or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, you can just recharge those right there and then. But yeah. I, but if it's like a different item, you're like, oh oh, not that item. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, uh, hopefully, not doesn't happen too much on the better items. But yeah, yeah. honestly though, um, I would probably as a scare factor, um, if that's what you're looking for, definitely check out Visage. I think it's worth it. It's um. If it's on sale, it's even more worth it. So, and it, so, I just got a quick question. So, is it a different monster each time, or is it like the same so monster? But it's a different, different ghost. Uh, oh, wow. okay. Cool. So that's why, like, as I was trying to say earlier, um, it's like that's why I made the comparison of coming in the woods. I don't know if you've seen that movie, or it's maybe it's been a while. <laughs> well, when um, <laughs> when these teenage teenagers quote-unquote they're not like they look like 20 something year olds whatever on the movie uh anyways mm-hmm. so like you get at the beginning of the game which i didn't know you get to choose an item and also these items that you pick up it tells you hey you cannot uh change items or you cannot do something until you finish this chapter so whatever you end up picking up you're stuck with that chapter all the way through till the end. So once you finish the story of this ghost, of this item, of this haunted item, you you get the entire story of the ghost from beginning to end, how it started and how it ended, um, or like, or or why there's a ghost that is is haunting you. You know, like the explanation of the story of the particular item is explained. And I really like the Dolores story. Uh, it's super trippy. I liked it a lot. It was pretty dark too. Um, uh, I don't want to say because obviously, um, maybe maybe if you want to know more, I'll tell you off air, or maybe I'll do a little. I don't know something with spoilers about the game. <clears throat> Just because. A spoiler alert, and then yeah. give a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get spoiler alert, and then gone. Um, but maybe once I beat it, I'll fully talk about it, and I'll, I'll I'll give you my full impression on the entire game. Because I tell you this right now, the Dolores part of it, at least that that ghost, it's a lot was a lot more difficult to deal with 
than these new goals that I have. Like, like I'm able to find everything easier, like, like solve the puzzles easier, solve days easier. Or maybe it's because I'm used to the house or not, or, or whatever, but like some things for the Dolores one, like you don't even, I didn't even understand how I would have figured it out if I didn't just like, okay, I'm going to just walk slowly to every room. Look at every nick and cranny (laughs) and figure it out, right? At the old-fashioned way, like, use my eyeballs and, you know, and and, Mm -hmm. uh, don't rush through it. Just walk around, look at everything, pay attention. Um, Because normally, like, I play games and I just go, 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 go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I'm trying to get it done as fast as possible. On this one, it forces me to slow down to figure out some of the puzzles, but... But I don't know. Once I was done with Dolores, that new ghost that I'm I'm trying to uh, like go through the story of is a very uh, it's been easy. So who knows? Maybe I'll go through this content a lot faster than the last chapter uh, because last chapter was very complicated compared to this one. At least the puzzles that they put in mind. Um, but yeah, besides that, I I really like the game. Um, I would I would give it like a solid seven out of 10 as mm-hmm. a horror fan i'd probably give it like 8.5 um if you just want to get scared i think uh i think it's really good i think 8.5 is a great score um i cannot give it a 9 because of the quality of the game because it's an indie game um <clears throat> which is impressive so for an indie game i think i think if you put that consideration into it i think it's like 8.7 at most i could give it um oh well yeah that's pretty good uh but that's but you need to understand it's, it has clunky remote controllers so you that might not be to your taste it's a hard game so some of you or some people might need a guide for it because um, you can become impatient and you're like oh my god i'm stuck here i don't know what to do i don't know where to go it's uh there's not nothing points you out so it's like a full hands-off experience which is why i liked it so to me that gives me a plus points because I like I feel like they're not treating me like I don't know how to play games, right? Or I feel like I'm not being treated. Um, Cause some games is like, okay, let me hold your hand through throughout the thing. Yeah. It's like I I don't need to be like this is one of those games hands off. The puzzles are there. Figure out what is a puzzle. Go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I like that aspect. So like to me, uh, just because of the scare factor, I give it that high of a score. Uh, if you're not looking for a horror game, but you like horror, uh, I think the better score for it would be like a 7 out of 10 at most. And some mm-hmm. of you guys might think that a 7 is over uh, is overrated uh, because of the clunkiness of the game and some of the bugs that I've run into. But nothing to the point that I can't continue the story. Um, it's just a little... I could see why people would be like, oh, that's way too high a score for this game. But I, the only reason I would give this game that high of a score is if you actually want a video game that's le- legitimately going to scare you, uh, and you don't know when, kind of like an Alien Isolation, it's the only other game I can think is like this one right now. Mm. And Alien Isolation, to me, that's that's a like beautiful game. I, I would give that like a 9 out of 10. Easily. Mm. <laughs> uh, and there's no like, okay, I'll, I might give it a little bit less. No, I just give that nine out of ten for my satisfaction uh, but for this game i could it's like it's like without the horror um aspect of it it's like a seven 
Like, I can't, I can't give this game higher because of the gameplay, the little bugs. Um, but what it does right, it does right, especially if you're looking for a horror experience. I think, I think it's, it's a very good horror experience. So that's why I say if you're looking for a horror game, for a horror game, it's, it's, I, I would give it a high score if that's what you're, the experience you want. Because some, I don't know if you're much of a fan of horror movies, but horror movies... Like, if you try to rate horror movies like a regular movie, like, they're always going to be like a 6 or a 7. Hardly any of them are going to be like 8s. Um, only very few movies would get up there. Uh, very too little. Like, the original Exorcist or um, the Conjuring series would be, are some of the best ones there are. And that's the top, that's the best. So... So that's why, like, when it comes to horror, like, I feel like I, I, it has its own rating for me. <laughs> it's like on the side. It's like, okay, it's a horror game, so I gotta understand that they don't make many of these anymore. At least not any big AAA studios, right? I think the, the only one that's left right now is Federal Frame. Um, that's not indie, right? Cause what other horror games exist right now? That's uh, but it's like actually horror, not like um. Like Resident Evil horror, that's like survival horror, like action, right? A little bit. But that's something that just concentrates on horror. Um, because the only ones I can think of, they're all indie games, like Amnesia, Outlast, um, Blair Witch Project. Do, do you have any in mind uh, that you can think of? Um, yeah, that those are kind of what I was thinking too. There, I guess there's like... Um... Because I mean, a lot of the games that I've played, um, yeah, they're they're more like the indie style ones, just because um, they tend to be games that I probably wouldn't normally buy. Like, I would never really consider like playing, um, and then it was on discount or something, and then yeah. I'll try it and be like, oh yeah, this is actually pretty cool. Or I got free and I forgot about it for a while, and then I decided to play it again. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, all those games. Um, trying to think of like a really popular one look that space um, man that's I, I would even put that space yeah. if, like the number one and number two number three was pretty trippy if you play with uh if you ever play with a friend um i feel I like it's um it became more action game um, yeah yeah the, the cool thing about uh that space three i uh was basically playing it with a buddy kind of like what made resident evil 5 the, the a good thing playing it with a buddy made it better um but yeah it's unfortunate that capcom decided to go the more action route on resident evil and i guess um ea wanted more more money so they're like make it more action make oh, it multiplayer yeah yeah both dead space and resident evil it seems to be <laughs> yeah. and now they're, they're going back to the horror um and then I'm, I, I am so excited for Dead Space uh, remaster, or I think it's a full remake if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. So I'm excited for that one. I want to I want to be able to play that game again with better graphics. Better graphics, sir. Yeah. Like like <laughs> that's afraid. that's what matters. Not really. I hope they uh, they do the same for the other other games of the series, um, and maybe like fix I don't know the third one or something. Because I know there's a lot of complaints about the third one. I don't remember it very much, so that means I probably didn't like it as much as the first and second one. Um, and that's, you know, so maybe they'll improve on it in some ways, but um, I, yeah. I, 
I think the biggest oh. thing on the third one, because I remember number one, I remember number two, I remember number three, uh, fairly, fairly well to the point that I know how the games are. <clears throat> number three, it was a more, uh, like you say, it's more action. So instead of like going through dark hallways, it was going through like snow levels or going from this place to the next place. And you always had your buddy with you. So when you had your buddy with you, you did like you had that that comfort at least when I played it because it was I felt like the game was designed for two people. If you mm-hmm. play it by yourself, I feel like it takes part of the game away because when I was playing with my buddy, um, like like he would tell me, "Hey, dude, did you see this?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about? I don't see that at all." Like, look at this because we were playing in the same house and then next to each other, like on different TVs. And he's like, dude, did you see this? And the only reason I was able to have that experience was because of that. But imagine, like he says, oh man, I don't know if it'd be better if I was at my house playing because imagine me, I'm just telling you, dude, did you see this? And I and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing there. So it creates mm-hmm. that that aspect of like confusion within your like, your friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so there's because I haven't, I never played it with. Uh, I only played it by myself, so. I'm guessing one player sees things while the other player doesn't see them. Yes, yes. Um, stuff like that. Like sometimes you see a room and the room looks crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But and then the other person is just the regular room. And then, and then it would basically it, it switches off like that through the game. That's why I feel like Dead Space 3 um, should... Like that's a game that if you play it by yourself... Um, if, and that's obviously if you want to replay it... Or the, like it would be cool to replay it as the second player or the player that you didn't you weren't that way you mm-hmm. get a different experience um throughout so so that that's the remember, that's the cool part of it but i do remember dead space was very into um giving you different perspectives um because i know they had like the expansions where like one of them you play as like the security guard or whatever and then another one you're playing as um, like a research assistant or something like that, and that one's the first person shooter, or like it's a, that's when the move was a thing. And oh yes, uh, yes. Um, I, I can't remember who you played as, but it was like, you know, you you got to see like the events, but like it through different points in the game, uh, through different perspectives. I think and I always thought it was really cool because it what because he really. Uh, towards the end like you really start feeling like really powerful as isaac because he has like you have like everything maxed out you have like this really crazy like these all these weapons and stuff but then having the game in a perspective of somebody that doesn't have all that stuff like where they're not wearing a crazy suit or anything um is really interesting to to kind of try it yes yes uh I, I honestly did like that Dead Space Extraction game, which is the one that you mentioned, like that was on the move. It was also on the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Um sorry, Nintendo Wii. <laughs> that switch. <Yeah. laughs> no, I um I think actually didn't they re release uh is it on the Switch as well, like as uh Honestly like I do not think so. I think they made another one called Dead Space Ignition. Um and that um, one was released on the 360 and PS3, um, but I don't. I don't think I played that one, the Dead Space Ignition. Um, mm-hmm. At least it was. Uh, I, th- I think they. It's an action puzzle video game, so it's definitely not. Not 
what it would be like did the other Dead Space games. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really play that one. Not sure how it is. Uh, but the Dead Space Extraction was cool because it just reminded me of uh, House of the Dead or Time Crisis. Um, oh, yeah. And it was mm-hmm. just fun like that. And then, you know, you have the little, um, like, I, I don't, I think it walked by itself. I don't know. It's been a while since I played it. But, yeah, it's similar to those games. Maybe maybe you had the ability to walk and stuff. But it was definitely just point and shoot on the television and then kill the, uh, what's it called, the... Uh, Cinemorphs. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Cinemorphs, but no, though, that's from uh, that's from freaking Alien. Freaking. Or the the Necromorphs. Yes, the Necromorphs. Yeah. It's always <laughs> morphs, man. That's what I was, yeah. I was like. And then the like, they change. <laughs> they change it from people to crazy things. Yeah, so Necromorphs, and then I was like Cinemorphs, right? The original Alien concept. <laughs> uh Either way. And then, I, I, and then Mighty Morphing Power Rangers. And... Right. And then they also fight monsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they, they... Imagine... Imagine a dark, like, Power Rangers where the monsters they fight, they actually, like, kill and, like, blood and guts spills out, right? Yeah. Imagine... Like... Imagine, like, an R-rated or M-rated uh, Power <laughs> Ranger games where they're literally killing these monsters that are trying to destroy Earth because... Th- if you think about it, the Power Ranger concept with big monsters is like Godzilla. Like, yeah. they're going around trashing the city, so a bunch of people are dying. And there's no <laughs> warning. So, like, hey, Power Rangers are coming in to, uh, to save the planet, guys. If you are near this area, please evacuate now. It's like, nope, they just... They just grew, and then they start fighting in the middle of the city with their mechs and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, Starship Troopers, but with Power Rangers. And... Dude, that, that would, I would watch it. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I want to watch that. <laughs> you see, like, some Power Rangers getting killed in action, and then a new one has <laughs> to take its place. Yeah, that's how it starts. Mm. And then, like, it's, it's through the eyes of, like, the... There we go, we're getting movie ideas. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's more of a, it's it's just a dark world. It's not it's like there's no positivity here because Earth is always <laughs> under attack by these gigantic monsters. <laughs> yeah, and that that's funny. Yeah, there goes, there goes my childhood. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's like the big Power Rangers and the, their mechs are walking around, but they don't see the little boy that was just right there and just <laughs> like crush him with their foot. It's like oh no. Yes. They just drop kick a school, uh, drop kick a school bus. And... <laughs> right, they grab it to throw it to the monster. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Uh, I don't know. I, I would just think that would be something that I would want to watch or create somehow, <laughs> just for fun. Make like a little parody of of that. Like, what if what if Power Rangers was more realistic? Yeah, I think that's that's how it would be. More people dying. Um, yeah, where uh, Power Rangers become more of like military militarized, and they're fighting like the United States or whatever country. It's like they're just like assassins for these monsters, right? Or, or, or to the monsters. Yeah. <laughs> There's some. They're the. Um, yeah, they're they're just crazy like that. That that's funny. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I would I would want to watch it. Anyways, enough of Power Rangers. Um, what if talk? <laughs> uh, earlier this week, um, Halo got its reveal, Halo Infinite. Um, 
what did you think? Uh, what are your first impressions on, or second impressions on this newly um, revealed game? Yeah, so I guess I should pre uh, preface that, like, I, uh, my history on Halo, like, growing up, uh, I remember, actually, like, both of us, like, when I first got my Xbox, I remember there was that uh, epic bike ride. Actually, what happened was, so, I got the Xbox, I think, for Christmas, and uh, I remember renting Halo, and playing, like, the first Halo, I was, like, blown away. It was, like, I've never seen anything like that before. And so immediately what I want to do is, like, like you know, hey, Light, you need to come over. We need to play this. And so, um, but the thing was, is, like, I had to, like, share it with my dad because he, my dad is a gamer, too. And so, um, you know, the only time I'd be able to play the game would be, like, when he was at work. And so the only time it seemed to fit was, like, in the morning. And so I remember, like, I I couldn't even sleep the night before. So we, I think I went over and I, we, like, I spent the night at your house and then we, uh, jumped up on my, uh, he, he like jumped on the back of my, my huppy, uh, bike with, uh, <laughs> with the pegs and everything. And we like, were riding through the park, like to get back to my house. Um, and, uh, I remember like some strange, like lady was like, I guess she was like jogging or whatever. And she's like, where are you off to? And we're like, <laughs> I think we're like, we're off to play Halo. And she's like, who? <laughs> or something, I don't know. But anyway, um, she's so like, "Who is Halo?" Yeah, <laughs> shouldn't you be in school? <laughs> and and I just uh, that was definitely a fond memory. And like we would play it and everything, and uh, we were playing multiplayer and the single player and the co-op everything. And yeah, a lot of a lot of fun times. And and so that that kind of um, followed with like the second one. I remember I waited in line. It was one of the first like games I actually waited in line for, like the midnight release when they used to do that. Um. I don't know if they still do that, but uh, not as much, I would imagine. And uh, actually, no, I, I believe GameStop, they they now do it where it's like you can get it, I think, at 9 o'clock now or something. So it's not really a midnight release anymore. It's just like a later release. It's midnight or, in the country. So if it's midnight in the um, oh, New oh, York, then it's, okay. then it's good enough. <laughs> okay. Well, that works. So, uh, yeah, and then, so, you know, around the second one, and then the third one came out, I remember, I don't think I, I waited for that one, but um, uh, I ended up playing that, and then I just kind of fell out of interest with Halo for some reason, I think, because it, it was more multiplayer, and I'm, I'm not a huge, like, multiplayer kind of person, so um, that ended up, I kind of lost interest for a while, but I always wanted to return to it. I mean, you know, in my adult life, I remember the... Um, Halo, like, uh, had the Master Chief collection, you know, with one of the newer Xboxes and stuff, and I wanted to try it then, and I kept hearing that uh, Halo Infinite was going to come out, so I've been wanting to go back and revisit all the games. Um, I remember I played the first one, like, to death, like, so much, and I had a lot of friends that were into all the, all the whole, whole series. Um, so anyway, yeah, seeing the, the new one come out, um, I remember... I was obviously like, like most of us, I wasn't really like impressed with the, the first reveal. Um, I mean, I was, I was excited. Like, Hey, cool. Is this Halo? Like, you know, and I, I couldn't really, I didn't really care that much about the visuals. Um, but the gameplay really didn't seem to stand out very much. Uh, so it kind of went off my radar again um, until recently. So recently um, the, 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 the trailer comes out and supposedly they made all these changes and everything. 
But honestly, um, I'm. It's like me like remembering the original Halo and like the feeling that I had with that. Um, I just even down to the music, like the music was kind of different. It, it's almost. It really feels like some like maybe there was copyright issues and they had to just like make Halo, but just kind of off brand it. And I just watching the reveal trailer and stuff, like it just. I couldn't shake the feeling that it just really felt kind of dated in some way. Um, and then on top of that, like it, it feels more because I know they're trying to do more open, open world and everything. And they're trying to fit like the vehicles in there and the environments need to like be copacetic with the, the, the vehicles as well as, you know, on foot and everything, everything just seems too flat, uh, kind of wide open, you know, they're, it, and you'll kind of get what I'm saying when you when you see games like um, I don't know Red Dead Redemption or um, you see like any of the newer games like with how the trains are made and everything. Even though a lot of them may not have vehicles, it's just there's a feeling to the world um, where it almost looks like somebody just kind of opened up a I don't know like a demo scene off of Unity or whatever, and just is like this is what you can make, you know, and and it's not really. It, it might be really good for like um, throwing a bunch of enemies in and then like just killing them and stuff and then it'd be fine. But, um, and, and with some of the reveal of like the mechanics and stuff, I was just getting some really like crisis feel to it, you know, like where you're upgrading the armor and stuff. And it, it just, I don't know, like <laughs> I kind of want to coin the term, this is going to be called a Crylo because it's just going to be like, merging the two series in some weird way um I, it just didn't feel like halo really and it it i know obviously it's not gonna it's not gonna be one-to-one -one of the original and stuff um it's kind of i guess um um it's that's not realistic to expect there to be the same experience you've had with the first game you know because a lot of things change um but i just didn't get as excited or anything when i saw it as as i thought i would and it does. It, it, usually, when I get excited about a game, it's because I can imagine myself um, like playing it and like really ex experiencing something. Maybe like the awe of like exploring the level or like the story or whatever. But it just didn't really. It felt so generic, you know. And um, just I don't know. There's. It just didn't really. It didn't really like uh, appeal to me that much as it, it used to. So I don't know. What's what was your take on it? So, okay, my take on this game, it's something that I've been looking forward to play on my Xbox Series X, number one. So, the day that they announced Halo, and they said, oh, this is going to be a next-gen Halo, this is definitely not what I had in mind, I guess. I, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's this these uh, high expectations that I have on such a big franchise. Like, it's it's Halo. Like, it's supposed to be the best of its kind, right? Like, like before, like, I remember the back, I remember back in the day when um, a new PlayStation game would come out. And it's like, oh, this is going to be the Halo killer. Or something <laughs> stupid like that, right? And then it just never was. And the one that was the Halo killer was Call of Duty. Which nobody saw coming, right? Um, when Modern Warfare released, um, so to me, I expected more from this, but it doesn't surprise me that this is how it's turning out to be because I've heard that it's been in development hell, and so many developers keep leaving in between, and um, 
somebody else gets in charge and then they go around again and then I don't know to me it feels like like they're not taking their like whatever they had whatever progress they they did in the game they kind of scrapped it and started again and scrapped and started again so it feels like the game is like it's an early development for me <laughs> like like i feel like this is how the game should look on early preview and then mm-hmm. later we're gonna get a better more trees more geometry um more terrains uh just but it feels so empty uh it just feels like an empty games maybe because of what you were saying that it's it's more catering to the vehicles which maybe that's why it feels like an empty game uh but it just well to me the way it looks it makes me feel this way so the gameplay wise it does seem a bit slow they show some vehicles and when you hit a when you hear when you hit a um an alien or whatever you want to hit um an elite or or a grunt like like it feels like the physics the sounds that it makes they're not refined i don't know mm-hmm. little 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 I, it's just like little things that i kind of was like is this supposed to be a triple a game like is this supposed to come out next month is this supposed to, or like December? I don't remember. Um, did it say December or November? I can't recall, to be honest. I don't either. Like that—that's how uninterested I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but I, it just feels like a game that that should have that should look better than it does, and and it feels like. Maybe they're concentrating all their eggs into the Halo multiplayer, I think. Uh, because, like, I I love Halo's story. Um, the way Cortana looks, it's... I don't... It's fine, I guess. The way that... I don't know. I just don't know anymore that... I'm not excited anymore for this story. Like, I used... Like, uh, like I remember back in Halo 1, Halo 2, and Halo 3... I was super excited to continue the fight. Remember, like that was a big thing. Continue the fight. Um, continue, like you're the last chance Earth has. Like it felt more, more epic. It just felt like a bigger, a bigger scale thing than whatever story they're going for with this game. Oh, and the game comes December eighth, twenty twenty one. So mm-hmm. it comes out uh, December, and I don't know. I just like I want to play it because it's Halo. I like I, it, but I don't feel excited for it. And and the and the reason about an Xbox was for this game, these and Gears of War. Those two games are the reasons that I wanted to own an Xbox, uh, more than any other games. Like Gears of War Five, um, I feel like it looks way better than this game. And that game came out a long <laughs> while back. Yeah. Um, and that game is also open world. You know what I mean? Um, at least the yeah then yeah I think it's Gears of War Five is the newest one. It's open world and it looks like it has more geometry. Um, it looks well. It's not fully open world, so maybe semi open world. Okay. Maybe this one is fully open world, which is why I feel like it's lacking. But. I don't know. It's just something off it, and maybe because it's also trying to keep Xbox One 
in in the uh, Xbox releases because they want to cater to every Xbox. Xbox One, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, and Windows. So this next-gen title feels like a PS4 early title for me or, or an Xbox One early title for me, which doesn't sound like a good... At least to me, it's not a good thing because what is the point of owning a new console if the biggest blockbuster... Reminds me of an Xbox One game or a PS4 game. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think that's a good thing. But I'll tell you this: I this is my my take on the reveal was just very subpar. Like, it wasn't exciting. It was kind of like, this is it. This is what we were waiting for. Um, so I was extremely disappointed. Uh, maybe maybe my expectations are way too h- high. But are they high though? Like when this is supposed to be the biggest franchise the this console has? Like e- even Breath of the Wild on the Switch is more impressive to me than this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't mean, know. It, the 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 aspect of so like yeah same for me like I I've waited to get an Xbox uh, Series Series X because I was waiting for Halo to come out. And really, I uh, there isn't really any other game on the console that I'm interested in playing, so it would be kind of a a waste anyway for me to get it. So um, before Halo came out, but yeah, I I feel like it's um, I think for a lot of people it would it would be a console seller, but I don't think it leaves lives up to the the hype of, of it being a console seller and just Halo in general. And it feels um, I don't know, it just it just seems. I just I don't know I might I might just have to wait and see where what ends up but it does it does seem like there are fun moments I mean once again the the whole vehicle like um like I always enjoyed games with vehicles in them and stuff I mean I'm playing one right now the whole snow runner thing but like it's um I just don't think it's going to be as impressive in 2021 than it was in I don't know 2001 or whatever whatever <laughs> <laughs> like it's not it just feels like they're they're hyping things that like people are just gonna be like okay cool what's about we're really what were you gonna show us <laughs> kind of thing it just doesn't feel right i guess i don't know yeah so I, I might have to pass on it um but i'll wait i'll wait and see i'll see what the reception is with it and yeah. also oh um i thought i'd also bring up what i thought it was interesting recently because when i saw the halo infinite and i was like well I was curious because I was like, well, is it even possible to buy an Xbox right now? And of course, no, you, it's not. You know, it's like it's all the scalpers are still out and stuff. I'm sure like on an on, a, on occasion, there'll be an option to get it, but it's still really overpriced and everything. And um, and I did see on the website, though, on the um, Xbox website that they're trying to sell it as like a like once again, like a Game Pass service. And um, instead of saying, they give you two options. One of them is, okay, you can buy the console uh, like straight out or you could uh, pay, I think it was like $35 a month. Um, and you get, uh, you know, you're, you're paying that for, I think uh, over a year, as well as you get a year's worth of Game Pass. So they're, they're really trying to push this like subscription, <laughs> like p- monthly installment thing, uh, even down to owning the console, like... <laughs> 
it's uh it's rather interesting but um i guess they're trying to make it more like available for people that you know don't have um six hundred dollars or whatever the the cost is the msrp so or 500 or whatever it was yeah it, it's a uh, 500 for the uh, original series x msrp price um Mm-hmm. But like just into perspective, just thinking about this is why I feel maybe this is one of my disappointing. It's it's so high. Like Halo Five came out in twenty fifteen, right? Um, Halo Infinite is coming out in twenty twenty one. That's what six years they had to develop this game, probably longer, um, because obviously when Halo Five released, it wasn't like it's not like it was being worked on up until release date. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they took a break or whatever. Uh, ever deserves a break after working for uh, for a game for so long. Um, They're gonna say after Microsoft or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, but but just thinking about it this way, it has six years to develop this game, and through the six years, this is the best that they can do. I feel like I feel like it could be better. So who knows? Maybe I'm just being pessimistic, and maybe I'm overanalyzing this trailer reveal. Maybe um, maybe we just have too high of a standard. I don't know. Uh, it just to say that when Halo Combat Evolved released in 2001, to say that in 20 years this was the Halo that w- we would be playing, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's not that's not worth waiting 20 years for. At least, mm-hmm. not not in my eyes. And obviously, we are not talking about the multiplayer. We're talking about this single player or co-op experience you could probably get through this game. And I believe there's not going to be a co-op experience at released date. Uh, I could be wrong. I heard something ridiculous like that, that it's not going to have the feature like uh, like that for the campaign. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking um, something else. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was something like that. I would need to confirm that. But let's just ignore that. Let's just say I'm wrong in that. But it just have some a rumor like that come up is like that's a bit questionable as well. And I think mm-hmm. the problem with Xbox, at least from my eyes, is the entire game of game as a service because it feels like this is the Halo, that's why it's called Halo Infinite. They only want to be able to add they're doubling down on the multiplayer. The single player is just there just to please some fans because, you know, people like the, the campaign on Halo. But I feel like all their development time is going towards the multiplayer and that's all they care about. And they care about season passes because now they're going to sell them as well. Like, hey, if you're going to buy this season um, and you missed out on the next season, don't worry. As soon as you buy a season pass you'll be able to get everything from the previous seasons as well. So like so like they're they're putting this game under Game Pass and they wanna follow the Battle Royale formula or the Fortnite formula of service. So like you buy the pass for twenty, thirty dollars, you get these cosmetics, and as soon as the season is over, you buy the next season pass. And so basically I think this is why they're going with the uh, Game Pass kind of thing. Like I think Sea of Thieves is similar. Uh, they're still paid, paid stuff, right, on Sea of Thieves. So mm-hmm. I think this is the biggest concern I have, at least 
on the Xbox franchise that when I buy a game, I don't want to keep buying the game. <laughs> like, yeah. like if I buy the game, I wanna like let's say if you do sell me a season pass, fine, sell me a season pass. But before a season pass used to mean all the DLC. That's what's what it used to be. Like, you get the full DLC, then you get the next game, and then you have to buy the full DLC for that game. Okay, whatever, that's fine. But to be, to be releasing the game, then a season pass, a season pass, a season pass, over and over, uh, indefinitely until your next release of the uh, next franchise or next Halo. Um, I feel like that's just not for me anymore. Like this, this doesn't seem like the game that I, I, I was so excited to play back in the day on the Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST. I really like Halo Reach too. I know not a lot of people liked it, um, but I like Halo Reach um, just because of the setting and the, the, the take on different Spartan story, right? Yeah, and then, you know, also, I do agree too, and I, I do like uh, different perspectives because it really helps also when you go back to play all the games, uh, especially when you're playing them, um, you know, one after another, just to you know revit, relive it all. It's really nice to play, uh, you know, that like a different perspective in such a short amount of time. I think a lot of maybe people didn't like it originally because they had to wait, you know, X amount of time um, to actually play as Master Chief again, but they ended up not being Master Chief. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just wanted to add to that because a lot of games I'm, I tend to like binge play, like just to catch up. Yeah. And uh, I remember playing like Assassin's Creed. I thought it was actually interesting to play as, you know, uh, the Templars for one, you know, small game <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I still need to go finish that series, man. I'm, yeah. My Although law. it's a very difficult series to play through one after another, uh, unfortunately, because it's just oh. so it, you really start seeing the glaring issues, um, you know, and like what uh, in each of the, the games for sure, like, uh, especially when you don't have any time in between playing them. I, I know the fatigue kicked in for me once I started the third game, Assassin's Creed 3. Because I played through uh, Assassin's Creed 2. And then the it's the entire Axio collection, if you know which ones are in there. Um, so basically the three games is um, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations, and then Assassin's Creed uh, Syndicate. No, Synd no, no. Man, they have so many that it makes me doubt my entire... like. My knowledge mm -hmm. on them nowadays. Uh, okay, sorry. Syndicate was the newer one. Uh, it was Brotherhood. Yes, it was. Yeah. I played Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations back to back. And I, I after Revelations, like halfway through Revelations, I got fatigued and I was like, okay, I'm gonna stop here. I just can't continue this exact same thing over and over. And then, uh, what's funny? That was back in. 2011 so yeah. i waited until assassin's creed 3 got remastered <laughs> to beat it mm -hmm. <laughs> so i waited back on the ps4 era like i waited like what seven eight years or whatever yeah. after to going back and beat Fa assassin's creed 3 finally and then and the thing that sucked to the most is when assassin's creed 4 black flag came out i was like oh i really want to play i love pirates but I can't, yeah. <laughs> but knowing the how I am, 
I and I knowing that Assassin's Creed Three was the finale towards the original series, I had to. I was like, oh my god, I cannot play it without playing the third. So yeah. then I just put it on my backlog, and then I just didn't. I played halfway through the game, and I just put it on my on my backlog, and mm-hmm. then I haven't picked it up since. Um, but yeah, that's one of the like that's that's what happens to me at least with uh, Assassin's Creed. I got fatigued. So I'm, what I what's up? What I did enjoy. Well, what I did enjoy with with the Assassin's Creed uh, series, um, though, uh, that some series can do is that continue the like the continuous story even though it's not you know might not be set in the same time like period they still have that um continuous backing like backstory where you know with the animus and everything and that really like that's the one thing that gets me excited and then also um the changes they do the series and i i don't know if halo had that for going for it um i know there was always something a little bit you know, yeah i guess it did it had like the new story that would continue it and, and everything. So I guess ultimately that's what keeps me coming back to the, the series and uh, is the story. And then like seeing what they've changed um, after, you know, ho- however many years. So, and that, I guess that's the one thing that I'm hoping that is better than it shows in the Halo games is um, well, one, it looks like the story might be there, but I don't know about like the, if it actually has changed um, drastic enough to make it feel like a current game, uh, you know, like how how I've seen um, Assassin's Creed change over the years. You know, like with the recent ones, it's been pretty awesome, and to the point where I'm I'm actually excited to play the, you know, Valhalla one. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, just to put it into perspective, right? Like, just something to put into mind, at least to me. <clears throat> like, if you if you want to compare franchises, another franchise that I would want to compare that did the right thing was the God of War series. Like, I, the God of War also suffered from fatigue, right? Because people are saying, oh, it's the same type of game. And they had, like, you know, it had the God of War main games, 1, 2, 3, and Ascension, which was, like, a prequel. And they had the other ones that were for the Vita, and later they remastered them for the PS3 for the collection, the uh, Ghost of Spartan Origins, right? But let's, let's just take those side ones away, right? If you look into God of War Ascension, which was the, the, the latest one, that before the uh, the reinvention of God of War that came out for the PS4, the the time on that one was five years from God of War Ascension 2013 to 2018 God of War. That's a five year development time, and the jump from God of War Ascension to the jump to God of War, in my opinion, is really really high. So this other studio can accomplish this. Why? A studio like with Microsoft backing, with Microsoft money, cannot achieve this. I will never understand. I it's it's maybe that's why I have like very high standards because I see other developers able to do this kind of crazy jump in the in technology, in storytelling, in 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 advancing the franchise. Even even hell, even Assassin's Creed. In my opinion, from what I've seen, because I haven't played it, uh, from Assassin's Creed Syndicate to Origins and Odyssey, the way that they approach the game is new, it's fresh, fresher, and it makes the game, it makes me want to play the series again. Me looking at this Halo reveal, the the opposite of that. It, 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 and it sucks because I love Halo. Like, it's one of those franchises that I love because I played every single Halo game. 
Except for I can't beat the first, the f- number five. I cannot beat it. I was gonna sit down with a uh, with a friend and try and beat it. I think I, I think I told you too as well that hey, if you wanna play as a Halo Five, let me know because I cannot play that game by myself. It's just so difficult. Uh, by uh, difficult, it's just like it's not as fun. It's not fun. I don't wanna play this yeah. character that I don't care about at all. But if I have my buddy, it can make this game more fun and I could accept it and just move on beat the story and get ready for Halo Infinite um it just sucks to me that such a big franchise like this this is the best they got like I expect it to be wowed but you know what let's hope I'm wrong I hope that I'm wrong I tell you that right now I hope that all this misconception I hope that my expectation my 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 expectations that I got from the trailer it's it's just me overanalyzing, me overthinking things, and then the game once it comes out, Halo Infinite, it's gonna be fantastic. Mm. I really, really want that to be a thing. I I'd rather be wrong than right on this one <laughs> yeah. because I love I love Halo. <laughs> I, it's just something that I I played throughout my life, and then obviously seeing this Halo Infinite, at least the first reveal was atrocious. It was horrible for me. I was like, this long? For this? Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, let's, I don't know. I'm, 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 a skept- I'm a skeptic when it comes to this game right now. I don't see the uh, Infinite doing well. Uh, but who knows? Maybe people are going to love it. Maybe I'm the pessimist. And the game's going to be fantastic. So we'll see which one it comes... I, I, I just rather be wrong on this one. Sometimes I just want to be wrong. Like, you know, another another show I want to... Uh, well, this is a TV show. You know, what other franchise that I love I want to be wrong about? The uh, Cowboy Bebop live action. Uh, <laughs> like, it looks terrible to me. Uh, but part of me wants to love it because I love Cowboy Bebop. And I hope that my impressions on this trailer, they're not as bad as, as I'm making up my head into me, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's another. It's it's when I love something so much, I'd rather be wrong than right, because if I'm proven wrong, I'll be happy. <laughs> it's like if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be happy, but if uh, I'm right, I'm gonna be sad. <laughs> it's like uh, this is why I'd rather be wrong on these two occasions with the Cowboy Bebop and then the Halo Infinite. Um, but. Anyways, let's move on real quick because uh, we talked about that for a fairly long time now, I feel like. Um, Today there was a state of play on the PlayStation, which was, in my opinion, um, it's just an indie show-off and a couple third-party games, like nothing crazy. Um, Obviously, for being a showcase, I feel like lots of people will probably left down because they expected something big um maybe uh but i i guess that's a fair that what's funny is because it's playstation people expect like awesome things all the time every time um which is you know that's 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 what happens when you have a lot of awesome games coming out soon i was hoping to see more of the like god of war or more about horizon you know games are yeah. coming out soon but now this was just uh, mostly indie games and third-party publishers they concentrated on. Any, um, I'll just go through the list real quick, and then we'll we'll talk about if there's any that piqued your interest. 
Um, there was the multiplayer game called Death Burst, Let It Die, uh, which and then there was this game called We Are OFK, uh, which is some kind of like story game. Um, Bug Snacks free expansion or free DLC. Um, Five Nights of Freddy's Security Breach, which is the new game <clears throat> that they're making, which looks like I don't know. I'm not a fan, so I'm not gonna talk about it. Death's <laughs> Door. Uh, which is another indie game. Um, Cart Rider Drift, which is like a free-to-play arcade um, kart game. <clears throat> and then one that I was surprised to see was I'm a huge 2D fighting fan, so when I saw King of Fighters 15, I was excited. I was like, oh yes, I've been waiting for this game for a while now. And to see that it's gonna have an open beta, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play it. I'm excited for this game. I can't wait. Um, I've been waiting for this game to come, like, for a King of Fighters game to look like this since the PS3, man. Um, the PS3 was the last King of Fighters game that I saw that looked fantastic, um, but it didn't play the best. This one looks like it's going to look the best, and it's going to play amazingly, so I'm super excited for that one. Um, then there's another indie game called First Class Trouble, which, if you guys don't know much about this game, it's basically like an Among Us type of game. That you get um, one of you, one of you guys is is, a, is an AI that's murdering its humans. So, so you either the AI or you the human. So it's kind of like that cat and mouse. And another franchise that I didn't expect to see was the Star Oceans series, uh, the Divine Force, which is a JRPG. But this one looks more like an action RPG from the trailer. And then um, the last game that I actually do want to play from the indie side was the little devil inside. It's just this story looks pretty nice, uh, pretty cool. Uh, out of all these ones, which one did you, did you want to play any of these games that they showcase? Or the any of them at all? Uh, pick your interest. Yeah, so I, I think the only one that I was, and, and when I, once again, like I'm not a huge, I feel like there's, for any, any really big console release, there has to be, you know, filler games i guess games that like they can pad their subscription based uh you know uh, monthly free things i mean and when i say free i use that loosely because you're still paying subscription but um so it really feels like indie filler games that are they're all announcing uh with the exception of you know king of fighters and um i, I feel like the one that and a lot of other individuals i saw in the chat because i was watching on youtube um, that were seemed to be interested in were was the um, was it a little uh, what was it called again? The, it was like a Monster Hunter game, right? Uh, Not Monster Hunter, but it was little little. Uh, what was it? The mon monster. Um, are you talking about? Are you talking about? The devil, um, is it the Devil Within or something like that? The Devil Within? No, that. No, um, it was the monster. So it was the last one they showed. Oh, the last one, the, the little devil inside. Yeah, little devil. See, I I remember seeing it briefly when the first showcase of the PS5 games were happening. Yes. So I was like, that looks interesting, but I didn't really. I wasn't like super thrilled about. It. I was. I wasn't like, oh, I better mark this on my calendar because I can't wait for it to come out. Um, but it piqued some somewhat of my interest, but I mean, not enough to for me to remember what it was called. So, yeah. That other other than that, yeah, you know. <laughs> Like, like I, I told you earlier, I'm trying to not say that I hate, like, what comes out. So I'm definitely, uh, instead, what I like, I'm going to be saying is um, 
I don't think I'm the targeted demographic for these games. So maybe it's like, that's, this is the generational divide. Like I'm not really super into a lot of the indie games. Um, I've tried to play them. Like I know there's quite a few on, um, you know, like uh, game, uh, Xbox game pass uh, for the indie titles um, as well as PlayStation. You know, there's some that I picked up over, over time. And uh, I've tried to play them, and a lot of them, um, I don't know, I, sometimes it's it's a surprise, but the vast majority, um, the cover art uh, just looks a lot more interesting than the actual game ends up being. And so, um, yeah, I just, I can never make it past, uh, you know, that part. And, and I feel like it, they, the, a lot of the indie games tend to try to explain them, like, it's the ones that try to explain themselves too much, um, it really makes it difficult for me to get into and it's the ones that i that i guess um leave the leave the player to kind of figure out um is really interests me because it's like you start seeing more of like a personal side of, of the game that connects with the player more than um you know what instead of it's where it's like a story driven narrative like that one that you mentioned that came out i think it was one the first one they showed during the um the it's like a 2d story game that one really didn't, I mean, I guess some of the, I'm into audio stuff, like, I guess some of the mention, I, I saw that switchboard and some audio equipment, uh, and I guess it's like voiceovering or something I think something that's like the, that. we are okay, I think that might be. Yeah, I, and I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting, but then it just, that was the only thing that interested me about it, and I don't think, like, I think it, it's just not something I'm going to try, you know, stuff that's just purely like just uh, reading and then you're not even controlling the characters. Like I'm like, kind of old school that way. Yeah. I feel like it's just uh, like, like it's, I don't know. It's just a short story game, like single player, short story. Say what's up. If you like if that kind of story interests you play it kind of like the, uh, a lot of like since the walking dead series, um, the telltale games, feel like lots of lots of games i mean it what what, what could you even call it because before it was called like adventure games like uh um, yeah. like remember the uh uh what's it called shoot it, it, there's so many there's so, literally so many of them and and it feels like this is the evolution of some of those games but to me it feels it's not as it, it's it's just not a story i mean I'm interested in at all. Like, I don't know. It's just this kind of stories. If you, this is your thing, you know, I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. But for us, it's like, it's not our demographic. It's, it's not something that is geared towards us. We're not the more, like, our, like, whoever this is for, it's not for our podcast. <laughs> it's not for us. It's not for somebody who, who grew up playing games that are because we i play games like this but there's so much i feel like they're better than this ones and mm. it's kind of i don't know maybe like i said i have a high high standards when it comes to this stuff more than yeah. anything so, like i may i mean who knows maybe i i might give it a shot if it's free someday or whatever i don't know but to be honest like those kind of games feel like they're more they have like a political ideal that they're trying to prove. And I feel like there's always like some kind of political statement they're trying to put or some, you know, 
just some kind of like social norm they're trying to change or something that's like um it's there's usually a statement like in the game uh very similar like somewhat recently um you know those games um what is it called see like once again i don't really usually remember too well the games that i'm like on the fence about but um the the one where i know recently there was one that came out but it's like the story driven ones where um what was it called it was you play as the girl that um oh there's that big tornado in the game yes yes um oh my <laughs> god i know exactly what game you're talking about because i played that game and i beat yeah. that game um I played the first two games that came from that publisher that um, that were based on those, so uh, I can't... Strange, Life is Strange? Yeah, Life is Strange, and then there was another one, too. Um, it it's just Life is Strange 2. Yeah, the one uh, where... There is the Life is Strange Before the Storm. And then the newest one is called Life is Strange True Colors, which I didn't bother with playing it. Because yeah, it was it was the um the one where you're playing as the two brothers. That's Life is Strange too. Yeah, so that one that one was actually pretty interesting, but they all have like a very strong political flavor. <laughs> like they're trying to like st make a statement of some sort, and and it's all subtle. Like in but it's in there, you know. Like and it just um I mean I'm I'm all for making a statement with art because and video games you know is an art form, but it's like um. I don't know. I I try to play. I play games because it's like relaxing. And the last thing, I guess, the most opposite of relaxing is like anything politically related or like you know um, current current affairs or anything like that. Like mm. I just you know I play games because it's an entertainment. It's an it's escape really as fun. well. Sometimes you're like I don't want to deal with real life stuff. I want to. Yeah. So I, I never I never felt that I would get that feeling from or you know whenever I played those games I almost felt stressed out sometimes it, it was I really did enjoy the uh, life is strange too just because it it was a really interesting like you get really attached to and the first one wasn't bad either it's just like you get really attached to the characters in some ways um, and and I do like those slower paced games because it really helps like build the the world and everything but like when um, I don't know. It's just, it, it starts getting like, it's like, it becomes, it's like a real life game. And then all of a sudden it's like, they feel like, okay, this is a little too political. We need to try to, or, you know, they're trying to make too many um, points here or like trying to make too many statements. So, okay, let's throw in supernatural, <laughs> you know? And it's like, Oh, okay. They're, they're catching, catching us back on it, you know? Um, and I, it's just, I, I, I think know. what it is for me, it's basically this like i'm like i don't know how you might think about it but it's just okay well, sometimes it's like it's just like, okay it's a, it's a love story but it's not traditional love story it's about a lesbian couple or whatever i'm like okay that's fine lesbian couple i don't really care um it's just a couple it's a love story okay that's fine that's what you want to go with sometimes i just don't care for a love story like that sometimes i just don't care to even have a love story like that like it's a very um i, I haven't played life strange 2 just i'm talking about the first one specifically uh just to be clear that i just don't like i i'll play the game i enjoyed the story but i it's not a story i want to repeat it's one mm -hmm. of those it's one of those stories that are like oh okay that's nice that was that that was unexpected i didn't think that was, story was gonna go that way and it did uh but now 
I don't want to play it anymore. I want to move on to something else. <laughs> like yeah. I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't care about this type of stories. Um, it's it's kind of why I hardly watch romantic movies anymore. Like, I know how they all are. I know, mm. I know, I know how they need to be. Um, and if the romantic, if a romantic movie doesn't, the couple doesn't end together, that's like, oh wow, shocking. But they do, mm. they do some of those so more often than before and then later. I think. With, uh... Oh, sorry. What was that? Sorry. Well, I, I was just gonna say, like, with Life is Strange too. Um, to to I guess explain a little bit more what I was talking about. Um, it, it's it's really interesting because it puts you in a place where I think everyone's always kind of thought about, like, what if you had to leave? What if you had to run away, and and, and to get away from a really bad situation? And so that's kind of without you know any spoilers. Um, so like it's it's really interesting in that respect and i i actually that's what kept me playing in life is strange too um what i don't agree on is the, the episodic nature where you you know they they're like oh you can buy buy this one and buy the next one and buy this one and i just waited until all of it was out but anyway what what the point where it kind of cut kind of stale for me was like um since the political part of it that was really weighing heavy on it was um the brothers are minorities so there was like a lot of um like when they were running away there would be like a white couple or whatever and they'd be like um thinking oh they're illegal or something like there's some kind of it's just like straight out of today's world with like you know oh they're illegal we better report them let's get um you know uh border patrol or whatever on them or something and so there's it's like I don't really want to play a video game about that. Like it's like we already have to live in the life. Like our lives are like <laughs> I we already get, have to yeah. deal with this. Like this, I don't know this racism and everything. Why would I want to do it? Like play it in a game, and it's just really sad. And you know, you really like I really felt for the characters, and um, and but at the same time, it just felt too close to home. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that's what kind of I I, I don't I, like. It. I feel like that's what they go for, but at the end of the day, at least for me, like, um, like I've seen lots of movies about that kind of stuff. So when a video game does it, it's just not. It's it's like it's not a story I haven't heard before. As well, that's not another point. Like it's not something new. At least for me, it's not. So, uh, I mean, it, maybe for the people, it's like, oh, it's the first game that does it. Okay, that's. I guess I. It's not something. I don't go. It's like you say. I don't. I don't go play video games to get these kind of stories. Um, it's. It's not a. It's not a story that I'm gonna be like, oh man, that was a crazy story because I never heard of it before, or be like, oh man, this. This is. This is what happens in life. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I already. At least for me, I as a as a obviously minority as well. Like I know how like there's people who um, who who basically see people as a race, right? And and I lived it through my entire life, and you know I can't say I've been discriminated against to the degree of I don't know maybe this voice of somebody calling the border patrol on them, right? Um, it's just not something that has happened to me personally. I'm sure it has happened. I'm, I'm sure they there can be one occasion that you happen to find that one racist person that be like, oh, immigrants, how can they be here? But at the same time, I feel like there's good people out there. 
and if some a good person were find these little boys that would want to help them out more than call the poor patrol on them especially that they, they look like lost boys like yeah. because there's some innocence when it comes to kids right mm-hmm. obviously uh, but i don't know that's just another com- long conversation i can go about my, but my I, about it i also wanted to add too um i honestly i was uh, for those that are it may sound interesting or whatever i would actually highly recommend the game just because the development of it really it's a it really is a good game there it's not perfect but like man it, it really uh has like the idea of oh shit we got to get out of here but they're like you know they're not adults and they have to figure out how to get basically back to or to to mexico because you know their family um is there that's the only family that can help them i think that they've probably never met or something like that so like it was um basically they're at the point where they need they need to go and um and so any in any chance that they actually you know interact with anybody or get caught or something is okay they're going to be separated in some way and they're gonna you know the older one's probably going to be in jail the other one's going to go into like they'll never see each other again because there's a younger kid and so it's really an interesting game um story-wise and it really kept me you know playing through it and uh of course, at the end, I, I chose the evil uh, evil ending kind of thing. Like, there's, it's, you know, it's an RPG and it has multiple endings. Um, but I thought it was, uh, it was cool to do it as the evil, like the bad ending, <laughs> just because it was, it seemed, it seemed cool. But anyway, um, I, so I, although it does have some political things, it is a really good game. But there are games out there, and there, there are a lot of really like indie games, um, small studios and stuff that, do put like front and center a very political feel to it um and they're they're trying to build a new normal kind of thing and and everything and it's like um it you know i i'm all for equality i'm all for all that stuff but like once again like we have to deal with the political stuff all like in real life why do we have to deal with it in a game you know um anyway but that's it's, that's it's, enough it's, it's that. also i feel like like if it's in the game and that's the story you're going for i mean fine go play it if that's something you're interested in um go enjoy it like i i have no problem there mm-hmm. it's just to me personally sometimes when i play video games um that kind of story as sad as it is it's just not something that i'm oh man sounds like a good story i want to jump in there <laughs> um i see a lot of like I said, I've seen movies. I've seen so many movies about this topic that when I see another story about it, it's just like, I think I've seen enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like, like, um, have you ever seen the movie called 12 Years a Slave? Um, uh, no. Okay, so it's about slavery. Uh, if it's, if you don't get that from the title, um, then I don't know. Um, had to help you there <laughs> but essentially yeah. it, it's about it's about you know the united states when they had slaves and how they um they would randomly get people and uh, if they were free black people they would just get them and then make like take them to the south they would kidnap them from new york take them all the way to the south um i don't know i don't remember the state whatever let's just say alabama and then they would just work now and then now they're a slave they're a slave um right so the the entire story is about it's about that individual, and you know <clears throat> I understand how slavery was terrible. I get it. Um, it. It's something horrible. Nobody should go through that. But at the end of the day, 
it's not like USA was exclusive to slavery, right? Like France had it, Britain had it, Egypt had it, um, China has it, um, and you know, like there's so many, every, like pick a country. Uh, I guarantee you, at some point in time, they probably had slaves. <laughs> you know, like you could throw you could throw a dart into the world map, and obviously, if you land on a country, it probably has some sort of slaves, right? Yeah, they they do say that like um, yeah, it's as old as uh, the oldest um, profession, which is what prostitution. So yeah, it's well, that... it's around for. And if anything, it's it's even surprisingly enough, it's even worse nowadays than it was because of you know um, the whole like sex trafficking and stuff. Which I know yeah. we're getting way deep into that stuff, but it's it does need to be known that you know slavery is not it hasn't been abolished it's not like it's gone it's it's still around and yeah. um and it's really uh it's just become uh underground enough where it's out of the main you know general public's yeah. eye for the most part but you can you really got to be careful even going uh you know being a a young woman going to like the mall um I know our local mall, we've had uh, all the time issues with people like other women, even approaching other like women to try to get them um, into the, you know, to take them away and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. You, have, you gotta be careful with that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So stay, stay safe out there. Be, be smart. Uh, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but to finish my point real quick of the reason why I brought this uh, at all, it's just because this story has, it's a it's it's a fine movie. I don't think I could I could recommend it to people unless unless that's what you want to see. Unless you want to see a world of how terrible things were back then, go watch it. That's what you're gonna get. Uh, but sometimes in a video game, I don't want to see how terrible real life is. It's it's like it's like a point of escape escapism. Like why'd you go see certain movies, right? Why'd you go see an action movie? Why'd you just go see some mindless action movie why why you go play um why you hop on into multiplayer of halo and just shoot it out with your buddies you just want to have some fun you just want to enjoy the moment you just want to like you're like oh this is real life this happens it's like sometimes i don't feel like playing that kind of story and that lately more than ever before like i feel like they're just pushing those stories more and more and i'm like just because you push them it's not gonna make me more interested at least not for me it's not something that i feel like it it's like a it's gonna be such a great story to tell like i haven't heard a version of it before um mm -hmm. like like it, it, it's just not I, I, like as a game i don't know how, i don't know what kind of game uh, life strange 2 is but the first life is strange is a puzzle game and it's an interactive game and that I, I love puzzle games i love interactive games i've been playing it since like the pc back in mist uh, the classic um so that stuff interests me overall this story i think the mist has a more intriguing interesting story than life is strange overall although life is strange was cool because of the time mechanics which was made interesting but i felt like it was um it was too um too simplistic i guess then again, it's indie game, so that's why like I kind of put my my expectations lower than when I know it's an indie game because I know they don't have a big team working on this game to think about the timing such a such a crazy way. But yeah, the game, the story was good, so it was. But I don't think I I could go back and be like, hey, I want to go replay this game. It's like one of those 
one and done. And and, yeah. and and that and there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just not something that if I see another game just like that one, it's it's more it's less likely that I'm gonna pick it up. It's just less likely that I'm gonna go and wanna play it. It's just not the kind of stories that that make me go that make me in awe or put me in awe, I guess. It's not something like as epic as Halo would ever be. God of War, The Last of Us. Like, The Last of Us, the first game, talk about dark world, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like that, game, that game goes through a lot of darkness, and it and you can relate to it to such a degree that it's just a story that's, to me, is worth playing again more than um, many of these stories. And not to say they're not good stories, it's just, for my personal taste, it's not something that i i'm like oh i can't wait to go watch these kids escape from races and get caught by the uh, border patrol or whatever (laughs) (laughs) you know it's not something that i'm like oh man how epic is this gonna be it's more like oh that kind of sucks oh that's a terrible situation i didn't know better i'd say you played it already (laughs) (laughs) uh, anyways let's move on from this uh because it's just you know if this is the kind of games you like that's fantastic hopefully we don't um you know we don't make you think uh otherwise because if there's nothing wrong with these games or anything it's just i guess it's not something that me personally am interested in although which is why i haven't even bought the second life is strange you know like i played the first one and i didn't even care to go and play the number two or life is color like i just skipped them completely because i figured it was more of the same just uh, mm-hmm. a little bit different and i was like it's not something that i want to experience too often it's kind of like uh like when i watch one of the best movies i've seen that i can't just never ever re- want to rewatch is um million dollar baby have you seen that movie uh yeah it, or uh, a long time ago i believe so. yeah yeah, I do remember it was... That movie made me, <laughs> made me depressed by the end yeah. of it. And I was like, I don't want to feel depressed after a movie. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. like I'm not going to go and watch it again, ever. Maybe maybe one more time in my life, who knows. But as right now, it's a never. <laughs> uh, it would be more of uh, making someone else depressed with you when you show it to them. That's yeah. the last... It's, it's not like I want to... Sh- like, I don't want to go show, show like my significant other or somebody I care about and be like, hey, let's watch this super depressing movie. I bet you're yeah. going to like it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no. Uh, life is depressing enough. It's, it's like, it doesn't... It's, unless this is something you're like, you want to see, I, I just... I just personally, for me, I sometimes don't want to feel depressed after watching such a story. But if the story is so good, even with the depressing part, like, aside, I, I would want to... You know what movie is so good? And it was also made me feel sad. Um, mm. Gladiator. It's like my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that movie makes me feel sad, but I would rewatch the movie a million times before I rewatch a million dollar baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's just a, it's just the story. The story in itself needs to captivate me or make me uh, put me in awe to be like, this is a fantastic story that everybody should just go watch or go see, or go mm-hmm. play. As we're talking about, life is strange or this type of um, um, what's it called? Um, story driven games. That yeah. That obviously they have some kind of political be- 
behind this specifically since that's what we're we're talking about um but let's let's move away from this uh com like conversation because i just did want to mention um uh, i think one last thing before we end the podcast because we were a lot longer than i expected with this conversation <laughs> um okay what what movie or what are you doing on your Halloween night on, on, on this October 31st? What is your plan? Do you have any anything that you oh, have uh, planned for it? Um, <clears throat> maybe watch a movie or something. Um, I definitely want to play uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake. At least get that started. Maybe this probably on Friday, actually. I think we got a couple of days. So, yes. um, yeah, maybe start that. But, um, oh, oh, and also I think the big activity is to take down all the decorations before all the kids come by. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big one because um, because of I think you know my wife and I we kind of the last uh, I guess two years because of the whole pandemic thing uh, we decided decided it's it's probably best for the public health as well as for uh, our uh, diets as well as our money um, to maybe not get candy and also have a bunch of uh, strangers come to our door, <laughs> um, but you know, unfortunately, but when, when things lighten up again, I think, uh, cause we, we are in a very high traffic neighborhood for, uh, Christmas or for Halloween stuff, uh, that I found the first year we moved here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, unfortunately we're going to probably tear down everything before it gets too late and, uh, and, uh, pack up soon, but yeah, do a, uh, probably a movie, a scary movie or something. Um, well, the other alternative is just to leave like some candy in a little basket outside if you you still want to give some candy away but yeah that's but yeah, true that's, that's okay. just a thought um i'm probably gonna end up like since that's I'm, a good point we'll yeah. probably, we might actually do that so yeah, <laughs> since i'm vaccinated and stuff like i don't really care i might end up just giving candy like because uh, i think um we're gonna be watching movies scary movies we're gonna do mm -hmm. scary movie marathon on on halloween and who knows maybe uh I'll put the uh, scary game to scare them as well. <laughs> uh, I might end up putting visage for them so I could hear some screaming. I love, I love, like, yes, scream. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's kind of bums me out too because originally what we were going to do is um, I was going to uh, dress up like Michael Myers because I feel like I can definitely do that. And then I was going to have my dad um, dress as Jason so we're like these two big guys handing out candy and I was going to like do it where um, uh, we have like a smoke machine cascading from the second story because, um, you know, in our, our home we have um, like a big entry hallway. And so have it cascade down like the top floor in, and then walk through the mist, um, you know, where it's like all dark and everything and like hand out candy and scare kids. And then, uh, yeah, originally we are going to do that stuff. and But uh, I don't know. It's just... Um, yeah, we just also didn't really get around to buying candy, but um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that maybe another time. But yeah, scaring would have been fun. Yeah, it's yeah. Definitely, um, my dad's favorite, one of my dad's favorite uh, holidays. Because yeah, of that. and then I mean, I mean, it is, uh, it is great. I love Halloween. I I like feeling spook. I like spook season. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Oh, it, um, uh, and and uh, I do have one more thing too before we end the podcast. Um, I have a question for you regarding uh, scary games. But yeah, go for it, sir. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to continue or like uh, continue your thought on on the question. On oh, which one? Sorry. 
So on your, I didn't know if you had another um, another topic in mind before we closed out. No, it was just uh, it was just about uh, horror games, and then horror games or horror movies. Um, <laughs> let's see, I wanted to do like check what was best on Netflix and then give you guys a full list of what to go watch on Netflix and stuff. But unfortunately, I've been so busy with work that I haven't had time to do it. Ah, no. which sucks because I I know lots of movies and and then if you actually I could I could make I could probably find what's on Netflix right now and tell you probably what to watch. I mm-hmm. I know I know um that they have a browsing feature. So for movies, look, I'll do I'll go squint a little a little quickie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um obviously if you haven't seen the Conjuring movies, Go watch them. Um, they're great. Um, I would recommend also the Insidious movies. Uh, at least number one and number two. There's another movie called Hashtag Alive. Which is a zombie movie. Which I, It was a Korean zombie movie. Which was actually pretty good. Um, I also recommend that one. And let me see what else. I see that I like. I mean if you haven't seen The Strangers. And that's more of a more real kind of horror like some serial killers are outside your house stalking you kind of thing that's what uh strangers these strangers is and it's on netflix um the ritual is another one that if you haven't seen it, it has a pretty crazy uh like story behind it at least it starts like a normal like these strangers get lost in the woods and it leads to some crazy stuff um um Besides that, let me see what else there is. Because I just like recommending the best um, horror. Like, actual horror that could probably get you scared. Um, the, the Case 39 with um, Rain Selweger is pretty good. It was actually one of those movies that I didn't expect to be pretty good to be uh, scary. If you want something that looks cool, Crimson Peak, uh, even though it's not too horror-like. Um, I think I think those would probably be the best ones because um, either I haven't seen the other ones or they're not as scary as I hope they would be um, because I'm just going through all of it real quick because another one that I was hoping to like a lot was called The Forest but it was disappointing at least to me it wasn't it wasn't that good you know, um, uh, one thing that it's always interesting, at least for me, to look at and stuff if I want to feel kind of a, if I feel spooky, um, and uh, is, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, FTP, like the FTP vault, um, but it's like a, uh, it, it's more of, it's kind of like a Wikipedia page-ish of like all these um, test subject kind of things, and it's just, uh, and I think it's FTP, um, and uh Actually, let me let me verify that. But basically, it's like this. Um, uh, let's see, FTP. Oh, real quick, while you're looking that up, um, there's mm-hmm. actually. Oh, no, maybe it's not FTP. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually an anime series I could recommend. Um, that is actually scary. It's a it's a technically a JoJo's uh, spinoff. Um, so if you haven't, if you guys haven't seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the anime, there's um. There is a spin-off of called Das Spoke Kishibi Rohan, 
And it's a, it's a basically, it's just like four episodes. But if you, okay, you don't really need to see the, um, the original JoJo if you're not interested at all. If you just want to see like creepy, crazy, dark stories, kind of like, um, I guess the closest thing I can think of would be something like Goosebumps or, um, what is the other show, um, that had like a bunch of short stories or horror stories. Man. Uh, are you, are you afraid of the dark? Yes. Are you afraid of the dark? It's another one. But yeah, this <laughs> anime. Is or there's also the Crypt Keeper. Yes. Yeah, the Crypt. Yeah. The Crypt Keeper. What, is it called the Crypt Keeper or is, is it, uh. I'm trying to remember if that was called. I know there was the Crypt Keeper. Well, the Crypt Keeper series, um, Tales of the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but yes, if you watch this show called um, Das Bo Kishibi Rohan, it's on Netflix. It's only four episodes. You don't really need to know much besides the fact that the main character, he has, uh, he has a power to basically read you like a book so if you were to be in front of him he has this ability and he can turn he turns you into like a like a story and he can read all your thoughts all your history he can know everything about you that's basically all you need to know mm-hmm. and it's about him um listen like listening to people to like being in situations to inspire him to write his next manga yeah and it's, it's something I did not expect that be like, oh my god, this is actually horror, like like scary stuff. It, it's it's worth watching. If you want something short, uh, it's only for uh, four episodes and 20 minutes each. And, and I, I think that you're going to, like, if you're looking for some horror stuff and you're into anime, it's a must. It's a must watch. It, it, it was a, a surprising, um, it's a surprise for me that that show was actually horror based <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> Um, sorry, did you find uh, what you were looking for, sir? Um, oh, I can't, FTP uh, or I can't remember. Uh, I think FTP is file transfer. Yeah, I know. That's what I was like. FTP <laughs> is file transfer. Yeah, but, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, I can't remember. But it's uh, like there, and I'm sure if I said some, but they, there is a game about it. Um, basically, like one of the creature. There's a bunch of really crazy creatures like that are paranormal, and and they're like. Um, uh, like one of them, like, or there's like, you know, extra dimensional or whatever, uh, trans dimensional. And then there was there. So there was one like where it's like a statue, like in a corner. And like, if you turn around, it like runs at you. And then if, if so you have to always like keep your eyes on it. Um, and so it, it's named as like, um, like whatever, uh, the number it'll be. And then it, it has a page based on it. And there's like thousands of these or hundreds of these entries that people have uh, put together over time. And there's all these really interesting stories to all the items. So there's like, um, I don't know. Oh, you know what? It's, you know, the the story, uh, like control, like how the story has all these different paranormal yeah. items. It's basically that. Um, but it's, uh, it's, I feel like control had a lot of, um, I guess was influenced by that probably a lot, but yeah, it's like a agency that um, has a bunch of like control over all these items. And these items are like um, uh, have different um, levels of like how, how dangerous they are and everything. 
And there's like some of them that are just like these creatures that are like massive, but like they're able to like regenerate themselves no matter what and all this other stuff. And it's pretty cool. Um, some really creative. Sounds uh, like the hell I experienced in Resident Evil 4. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, yeah, definitely I, I recommend like, um, and I'm sure it's a, it's easy Google search. I don't know why I can't find it, but, um, and I'll bring it up next podcast if I do remember it, but. Yeah, check those if you can find it. Check it out, definitely. Oh. <laughs> I'll the next, I'll make it. A, make sure to remember it. But um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I mean, there's so many creepy pastas out there. Just reading them on, uh, um, on there, or even reading a Stephen King book or something. You know, those are. There's a lot of ways of being spooked this holiday season. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you've seen this movie called. Um, sorry, it's the, the last thing I'll mention on the podcast today. I don't know if you've seen this movie called The Guilty on on uh, Netflix. Mm. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I would just say it's a dark movie. It's not really horror based, but it's about um, it's about this individual who works for the 9/11 call center, right? And mm. so he's getting these phone calls, and he's like, and you get to see how his phone calls that he gets is like he deals with them. It's very ominous to say the least. Mm. Um, because you don't, ex- like, it's, a uh, and Jake Gyllenhaal is the main actor, and oh, okay. man, he, it's, it's just, a, it's just, it keeps you on your edge of your seats, and it's kind of like, you don't know what's going to happen, it's pretty crazy. So mm. if you want something more realistic, I would say that route as well, um, it's a good choice. If you haven't seen it, obviously, because... I don't know. Lots of popular stuff pops up, and I don't know if people watch it or not. But if you haven't seen The Guilty, um, highly recommend it. Although it's not gonna, it's not gonna spook you. It's more gonna leave you like, what the, <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? Uh, yeah. Not to not to say the other <laughs> word. Um, but yeah, it it's I highly recommend it. Um, at least this is just talking about um, movies. Because if I start bringing TV shows, oh man, it's on, a, on another long list, but yeah. a short list for me, which is just two series I recommend to watch right now. It's called The Hunting of Hill House, if you haven't seen it, and Midnight Mass. Those are the number two series in uh, my book to go watch as a horror shows right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. so, also, uh, so I guess uh, one last thing, like, um, you know, we talked a lot about uh, movies and well primarily games because I feel like video games have a, a lot uh, better do a lot better job at doing this um, than I guess movies do but um, it's the idea of even though it, like there's games that are specifically sold as being like horror games or survival horror or something um, I was just saying can you think of any games that although we're not um, specifically sold as being in the genre of like horror, that were actually like terrifying to play. <laughs> and I, I have, I think three that come to mind. Um, one of them being uh, like Half-Life 2, um, the Ravenholm area. Yeah. That, that was a terrifying level. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and honestly, and then there was also, um, I mean, dude, there's, there's quite a few like Halo, like when you first see the flood, yeah, just like that was terrifying uh you know especially back then like any any level that has like a dark area um even half-life alex there was that moment where um well there's a moment where you're like in the dark and you have a flashlight and everything and that whole um of course you have all the the zombies and or the crap you know the head crab um zombie guys 
And so of course, it's just completely different when you're, you feel like you're actually there uh, going through that. But that game is not meant to be like a scary game, right? Um, and then the last one I can think of too is actually, uh, once again, I, I've been playing um, SnowRunner. Not a game you would think would be terrifying sometimes, or not terrifying, but just kind of spooky. But like, I tell you, when you're driving a big truck around like um, these big abandoned forests, and you're just trying to like make your way up the road and it's getting dark. And although you can like change the the time of day at any point, like something about driving around these really spooky um, forests uh, at night, tall trees everywhere, even though there's no real, like, I mean, the only animal I ever saw was like a bird. And there is a really weird post-apocalyptic feeling to the game because it's like after, um, I think a dam breaks or something. And so you're just helping out the people there, but you never see anybody. Uh, everything is just broken down and, and, you know, you may see like a note or whatever, like somebody will say something in the text, um, to say, Oh, great job. Thank you for, you know, bringing this or whatever, but you never see anybody. And the only person you see is your driver. It's very like a, uh, very like eerie feeling. So I feel like the game, um, especially when, you know, the light starts getting low, um, you get kind of a spooky feeling. So in a way I, I, I even though it's not a, a, uh, a game I would really consider being like uh, a spooky game for Halloween. I, it's kind of fitting that right now. That's <laughs> but can you think of any games that were not intentionally like a scary game, but ended up having some spooky elements to it? I would say Metro, the Metro series. In oh general. yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you play Metro, you know what I mean. <laughs> and, and that's because uh, the ambience of that and the environment are just so well done. Like going through the subway and stuff and just oh, like yes. the paranormal. it's brilliant the way it's done the audio in it is amazing yes yes that. i i i honestly need to go and replay them because i i haven't uh played the newest one and i wanted oh, to oh, it's so good man uh, make sure you play it with like either really good head or like headphones or really good surround sound oh, i have both just... so either way i'm oh, set then yeah so. try try both of them like it is it is amazing like it's so immersive um, oh man, I forgot the other game I was gonna mention because I just had it. Uh, okay, Resistance Three. <laughs> you ever played that game? Um, on the PS3, yeah. Resistance Three yeah. was probably one of those games that I didn't expect it to be the way that it was, but mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I, I <laughs> wish they would make Resistance Three remaster, or they would just bring the Resistance series back to the um to the PS5. That would mm -hmm. be a series I would want to love to play again, but. Number three in particular made me just feel eerie. Just the entire like desolation of like like humankind just lost. Like mm -hmm. like we, we are we are done. Uh, there's like no chance we're gonna survive. But yeah, you, you just you, you're in this world, so what other choice do you have but to try to survive and going through like a boat area sometimes it's like foggy dark the ambience was so good mm -hmm. and then you get to see like this monstrous alien thing just jump at you like in the middle of like you're like peaceful boat ride <laughs> you're like yes. oh my god what is that <laughs> and you're like because because it's that game's supposed to be like an action game and it felt like a horror game to me and i just i loved it um that's the yeah. other one that i can think of right now I top of my head, but there's so many other games like that. Um, I I guess I would say Doom, but not really. I think Doom's always been like horror like that. Um, 
some aspects of it are crazy. Like if you play uh, the newest Dooms, some parts of it is pretty dark. You're like, holy crap, what? Is, <laughs> mm-hmm. What? What is that over there? Or like what? And you hear the devil speak um, and all that. It's kind of very, yeah. very eerie. But that game, I don't think that qualifies because I think it's it's in that world, in a yeah. horror world. No, it's that's a good that's a good point too because there's there's all sorts of different kinds of like scary right there's there's the games that like just provide a really spooky ambience like an eeriness but then there's games other games that are like more of jump scare but then there's other ones that are like more of putting you in a situation where um, you just don't feel right <laughs> and oh. it's just you you don't know what it is I guess that's kind of the eerie side of it but. Um, yeah. I, I, I just remember the game I, I forgot to mention earlier. Bioshock. Especially oh, the yeah, first one. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, those games are not supposed to be horror. <laughs> yeah. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's, it's always yeah. uh, the unexpected that gets to me, I guess. Um, yeah, it does. And, and it's funny because that was kind of, it's kind of like the game, uh, adventure game trope. Is you have to have you have to have the the lava level. You have to have the the um, the water level too. <laughs> level. Yeah, the water level, and then you have to have the spooky level. So you look at like Mario and stuff. There was always that spooky level. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like Banjo uh, Kazooie well, and stuff. When you go into the castles of uh, of Mario, like they're all like creepy and stuff, and like there's yeah. skeletons and actually all that, that. I remember as a kid being terrified of that damn piano in Mario sixty four. Because you get close <laughs> to it, and it would just like chomp you, and yeah, it would be super loud. Oh man, now I'm getting. You're like, oh, ah, oh, can't sleep. Stupid. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have piano nightmares. Dude, you're gonna be playing your piano, and then like, like in your dream, and then all of a sudden you're like, where are my fingers go? Your hands yeah. are gone. The piano, you'll see yeah. them. So, oh man. Um, yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least we ended the podcast with some scary talk, so hopefully you guys enjoy that. I, I know I know that I wanted to speak more about horror stuff, but but I'm going to, you know, I know it's going to be after Halloween, but I still hope that you guys go in. Even if it's not Halloween, um, you still go play some of these games, the titles that we talked about, because I think they deserve, um, if you haven't played them and you're a, a gamer, um, most of the titles that we've mentioned, I think they're pretty good. Um, I don't think you're gonna be disappointed with with any of them, but I can't guarantee that. <laughs> um, but essentially, obviously, unless we're talking smack about the game, then obviously we're we're not. I'm not talking about that one. I'm just talking about the games that we say, hey, go try that or, or go watch that mm-hmm. movie, etc. I'm sure um, many of you guys probably seen a lot of this stuff and. Plenty of you guys have played plenty of these games, especially something like as classic as Bioshock. But if you haven't, you you need to do yourself a favor and go play it. <laughs> it's a uh, my my nephew uh, never played it, and I was like, you haven't played Bioshock, but he loves the Dishonored series. And I was like, you need to go play Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, all right, guys. Um, this we're gonna end the show, even though we kept saying it real quick a while ago. Um. Thanks for listening to Gamers on...